Lecture Topic Parting Advices of Prophet Muhammad, Peace and Salutations Upon Him
And after returning from the Janabah, he had started experiencing a severe headache. And then he came to the house of Sayyidina Aisha. It so happened that she too was suffering from a headache at that time. So she wasn't aware that he saw some also had a severe headache. So she just expressed her situation. My, I have such a severe headache. So in a light hearted manner, I gave great love to Chia. He said to her, well, if you are feeling the inevitable, you think you have such a severe headache, in other words, as if you are feeling that you might not survive it, and if you are feeling the inevitable, then indeed you will be very fortunate because the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala is around, he will take care of the necessary, he will make dua for you, he will attend to your warrior. In other words, when you have this great good fortune that the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala will make dua for you, he will attend to your warrior, etc. So your journey to Asher will be very, very easy and smooth. So now you said this more in a way to cheer her So she also responded in a similar way. And she said, well, I can already see and foresee this, that if I have to pass away, at that same time, you will be spending the time with all the other ones. So it was a little bit of a light moment that we saw the said, Parivara Asana. You are talking about your headache. Actually, I have such a severe headache. And this was actually the start of the final incident. So, in any case, in the initial days, the Vietnamese Prophet would still come to the Masjid and perform the Salah of Jama'ah in the Masjid, despite the illness getting most severe each passing day. But the Salah of Jama'ah was not permitted. Until it came to the situation one night, before Isha, he was extremely weak. And he then asked those around him that had the Sahaba performed this Salaya. They said, no, they are waiting for you. He said, okay, help me to take a bath and listen. Maybe this will make me feel lighter. And perhaps I can be able to go out because he was now extremely weak. They helped him to take a bath. And after having taken the Rusal, he tried to now wake up to leave. But the exertion already was so much, he felt unconscious, fainted. And as soon as he regained consciousness, the first question was, Asantanam, have the people performed their salaya? So the reply was given to him, but who has the video that they are waiting. So Nabi Sahaja said, okay, have to take a Rusal again. This happened for the second time. The same thing happened for the third time. And on each occasion, the first question after regaining consciousness, as Nas, no, well, okay, I want to still go and make it in the birthday for Salah in Jamaat. So this was the extent in his last Mubarak days that he practically demonstrated the importance of Salah in Jamaat. That despite the severe weakness, having fainted once, twice, thrice, but still the effort to try and make it to the verses of Salah Eventually, when it became very obvious that it is not going to be possible, then finally he gave the instruction that give Bilal the instruction to skip the Azan and move about if Abu Bakr allowed the instruction that he was now become the Imam of the Salah. 
And after the Salah, he says to me, it is not the party board. Now he realized that I didn't know yet that this has changed. It's no more correct to talk in Salah. He called me and he advised me. Now he starts off by saying how he advised. He says, I have never seen a teacher like him. The wonderful way in which he advised me, how he taught me, how he corrected me, and then he explained to me the book in Salah, in the recitation of Quran, it is the dream, it is the speed, there is no kalam and there is no speech of common talk, that cannot be anymore spoken in Salah. But the beautiful way in which the Kareem Salah addressed him and advised him, that became a lasting impression in his life. So in any case, the Kareem Salah, where would he have heard somebody in that manner and sworn at somebody? But he is presenting himself. That look, if I ever said an offensive word, you take your revenge now. But this is unfortunately such a common problem. So often there is a regular complaint of some spouse that the kind of swearing that goes on, the kind of vulgarity that goes on, and sometimes the presence of children. And then they become the same habit and manner of speaking, sometimes in the business space, sometimes in kind of comments come by or third parties, the person is not a Muslim, but he's asking his Muslim colleague that is this what your team teaches, what your religion teaches you? Because he got sworn at the in some state by his Muslim employer. And that was a part of the daily language. So now he's complaining to his Muslim colleagues, is this the way that your religion teaches you to be? Deen doesn't teach us such a thing. What Deen teaches us is to be very concerned that we have a script of our So he's very sorry, he's presenting himself. That look, if there's something outstanding, I have said something, please take your image now, take that to me. If I think in somebody's wealth wrongfully, there's my wealth. Whatever you want, whatever you have to demand, demand it now. Take it now. So the rights of people in this article is putting forward. That look, if anybody's right is unfulfilled, somebody has some claim against me, please take it now. Who's asking and who's presenting himself in this way? For what? For ta'aleem for the ummah. This was advised. Outwardly it's just a matter of him presenting something. He's advising us, don't leave any right outstanding. Because otherwise they have to be able to And then to highlight this, goes further on to say that Nobody should ever feel and ever say, look, I'm horrified, I'm going to stand up now and make some claim or say that this is outstanding or this happened. Maybe let me talk about what happened in for me. Don't ever think in that way. Allah wa inna shahna adayta shin tabi'ati wa la That having matters, having any ill feeling, having any dirt in the heart for anybody, this is not my nature. This is not my way. And neither does it behold of a Nabi of Allah ever has any bit of dirt in his heart. So nobody will ever think in this way. 
one occasion that he came to Prophet Muhammad Anas radiallahu alayhi who was his hardly a heart, his special attendant all the time with him and he had become very close and very attached so this was like a very special kind of advice and he was addressed in that very loving manner Ya Bhunaiya Oh my beloved son Subhanallah Can we imagine what was that wrong to the heart of Sayyidina Ayyadullah Quran Abiyya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam him in these words Ya Bhunaiya Oh my beloved son And now the advice has been given in this wonderful loving manner It was meant to be really gone to the depth of the heart and by extension, every one of us is addressed to this environment. We saw Prophet Ya Bunaya, in Qadarka and Tusbiha wa Tumsiya, wa Rita fi Qalbika Rishun bi Ahadin Farhan. O my beloved son, keep your heart clean of manners. This is the cut for me. Keep your heart clean of manners. Why? Fa'inna ghaatika min sunnati. Because that is my way of life. That is my heart. That is how I conduct my life. Whether morning or evening, whether any kind of the day or night, but my heart is forever clean for everyone. And it was on this occasion that we saw the Prophet of the day, upon Ahabba Sunnati, the one who loves my way of life, Sunnah, here is not in the terminology that we understand generally when we use it in Fadl Bali Sunnah. This is Sunnah in the, the sense of way of life. This is how I conduct myself. This is my manner. This is my heart. In the Dalit of Sunnati, Aman Ahabba Sunnati, Kala Mahdi Vijayana. And the one who loves my way of life, not just loving it in theory. If the general love for something, and the general love is driving the person to do what he loves. You can't hold him back from him. Try holding him back from him too, and he just won't take that. Sometimes it might be something ridiculous. Sometimes it might be going headlong into the major wrong, some problems, some harm. Everybody is trying to advise, say, please, for the really or the problem person. But that love of that is coming to heart. So now, everybody is advised all the distance. Somebody gets into some haram love sometimes, and you can see everything crumbling around him. His own marriage is falling apart. And everything else is being here. But that love took over his heart. Now, no matter what he is seeing happening around him, and though he can see now, now he's already coming to rock bottom too, but till he himself goes for rock bottom, he can't understand him. That love has taken control of his heart. So here it is not haram love, there is some other futile love. Oman ahabta sunnati. The one who loves my way of life, so obviously it will drive him to follow the Mubarak way of life. It will drive him to be following in the Mubarak footsteps of the day, very strong in the day. So he will be the he will be with me in Jannah. So, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, don't ever think I am going to think ill of anybody or feel that this person now, how did he do this and how he did I will not think any such thing. And then, Nabi Akhirin Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
further he emphasizes a greater point. He said, Allah, inna ahabbahu ilayya man akhada haqqan in kana lahu aw halla lami. That if anybody has any right and he claims it, then he is the most beloved to me. Most beloved to me is the person, if he has a right, he claims it. Oh, otherwise then he forgives me. So that, for the people, maha ana tajjibunnas. So that when I meet Allah, Allah, I am clean, pure of any right of anybody outstanding. Because on the day of Qiyamah, anything outstanding in dunya will be settled on that day. And on that day there is no rank and cents and dollars and pounds and whatever other currencies of dunya, and no gold and silver or anything that would be available to settle the rights of people of that day. Hadith Sharif Nabi Karim Salaam says, Do you know who the book is? Who's a pauper, bankrupt person? The Sahaba said that the person who's got no wealth, Allah, Jira Muhammad, Abu Dhabi, Allah, Allah, that is not a problem of him. The wealth of dunya comes and goes, this is a thing that carries on. I'm talking about that person who will come the day of Qiyamah and he'll come with a great amount of good deeds, a lot of salah, fasting, hajj, Charity, all of good things. But at the same time, he will come for Yakti Qadshata Mahara, top of the list, upper one. He will come in a condition that he has sworn at people. Wa Qadshata planted somebody. Wa Qadshata Mahara, he stole somebody's right. Somebody's inheritance was not given. Somebody did the job and he was not faithfully. Some excuse was made to now just cut him and give him something left. And whatever else, the Muslim is carried on. Akalamala hala, Safakadama hala, Safaraba hala, he shed somebody's blood, zulm, as part of zulm, hit somebody, hurt somebody, all these people will come on the day of Qiyamah and claim. And now what does he pay back with? So his good deeds will be taken and dished out. What happened to you? Okay, you take so much, you take so much, you take so much. Eventually all is lost, but the line is not finished. Now the line is not finished, what do you get? He said, okay, there's nothing to give you, so you give your sins in return. So he came with a great amount of good deeds, but all that was dished out to others, and then he ends up taking the sins of others and way to This is how important the aspect of Hukuk and Imad is, and this is the lesson and lesson that we have been about giving us in such a very uh, emphasized way and in these last Mubarak days of his life, of his Mubarak life, in this manner that he calls himself to present himself. And then he even advises everybody, the good thing if you have any rights of standing with anyone, settle it. I don't ever say, you know what about Dunya, say, what about now, he disgraced somebody, will say, how come now, why is it this, I took your team. I'm going to go and tell you whether the case is now. I'm not telling you that. I'll get this grace. Allah will give us to do and to remember that the grace of dunya is far lighter than the grace of Akhir. This will perish in no time. This will disappear. One day at the most, somebody will go in the morning. And nine times out of ten, if somebody has come forward to sort out something that went wrong in the past, he'll be respected for it. 
And then in his feet of the same thing. Let's look at brethren. Any claim you have taken. So likewise in his last moments of life there was some advice that was given. And it wasn't said once. It wasn't said twice. It was said until nothing further would be said at all. The narrator says, he continues saying it until his tongue will not say anything anymore. And then he left the dunya. And the words at that time, which were repeatedly said, As-salaa wa ma'amalakat imam. As-salaa wa ma'amalakat imam. As-salaa wa ma'amalakat imam. Be very conscious about your salaa. Don't ever overlook your salah, don't ever allow it to get hurt. This is the most important aspect in your life. A movement entire day revolves around his salah. His salah doesn't get placed where it can be placed around his work. His work gets gathered around to make sure salah doesn't get affected. Any appointment, any meeting, any deal, whatever has to happen, it will happen around Salah. Salah will be the priority of things. That will be given the highest priority. Because that is the highest priority in a moment's life. So repeatedly in the last moment, the comforter time, that should wake a person up. The plea of the Muhammad, Salah, and Zohar, that should make him move from wherever he is to the Masjid. This should wake his heart out. He pleaded with the Ummah to make sure the Salah is performed. And when he performed the Salah, the Abhi is the correct performance of Salah, the proper performance of Salah, in the correct manner, with the Adar, with the etiquette, and not just the fighting of just haphazardly performing the Salah, but all the Sunnahs as well. Some Nawazin also, we should be making an effort to perform Salah is the means of taking from the Tree of Allah. Ustaheenu is family Ustaheenu. Allah Ta'ala has given us the prescription in the Quran Shari. If you want help, seek help from Allah Ta'ala is family Ustaheenu. With sabr and salah. With sabr and salah. So what was Ustaheenu? Repeatedly, Yawamah Tehmanu. And your slaves. Take care of your slaves properly. Don't ill-treat them. Don't call them any succeed, unmute, difficulty. Now, what was the slave at that time? The same thing applies to exception to any subordinate, any slave, servant, any helper, any money under our authority in some way or the other. The same message applies there as well. How we treat others, what kind of treatment we give them, how we deal with them, how we speak to them. Yes, if somebody has made a mistake, that needs to be corrected. How we go about correction? If you can't manage working with somebody, we might as well part ways with dignity. But it doesn't give us any license to be abusing somebody, to be hurting somebody's honor and dignity. If you can't, can't make it work in a dignified manner, then the dignity we part ways with them. But it doesn't give us a license to call somebody now employee or whatever to abuse the person, to say hurtful and demeaning things to somebody. That is not possible. So this was the last advice that these thousand gave. And now this is the way that was advised about, emphasized about how some slaves should be treated. 
And what about how others should be treated? How somebody's wife should be treated? And how somebody's parents should be treated? And for that matter, how somebody should treat their children also? And treat people in general? So these are very, very deep advices that were given in the last moments of life on this earth. And the peace of the death of these parting words. This is the message for us. This is the message for the whole world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the coffee that we take this advice to heart. This is for me, for all of us. And that we make it a part of our life. That in our daily life, we keep reminding ourselves what was the parting advice of the Nabi Karim And how much is my life in accordance with that parting advice? And this was just very concise. In a very concise manner, all of deen is in this. Because as salah, it includes with it all the hukukullah. That's the most important of the hukukullah. So all the rights of Allah. And Allah Malakata Imanu, under this comes all the hukukul ibad, all the rights of the servants of Allah. The person has fulfilled Allah's rights and fulfilled the rights of the servants of Allah. There's nothing else left. Everything is included in that. So this is what we have to come back to, come back onto taqwa. This is the most important thing in a woman's life and the greatest need of our time in life that we come back onto the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. We shun the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. Shun our sin. The biggest problem that we have is sin. Allah Ta'ala says There's all the time some complain about this and the other, load shedding and whatever else. Our biggest issue is sin shedding. When the Ummah that last become on the Sunti at Tawbah, Sunti at Tirbah, MashaAllah, there's a lot of good that also happened. Alhamdulillah, Umm Alhamdulillah. Allah Ta'ala increased that good. But unfortunately, despite the good that takes place, each one of us has to look deep down into our hearts, into our lives, and let us check how many things I'm doing which are not in accordance with the command of Allah Ta'ala. How many things I'm doing and crossing the line, how many sins of the eyes, during the cause of one day sometimes, what has happened? How many things have we looked at which Allah has forbidden? And where Allah Ta'ala has his curse comes. When the Prophet said, Allah curse upon the one who is misusing his eyes, looking at Haram. So now in the curse of Allah Ta'ala is going to be descending, and descending Allah forbid in Torah, because every other corner something is happening like that. How are you going to take over that? Sins of the eyes, sins of the tongue, sins of the ears, sins of the heart. This is the most important thing to do, to make Toba from all this, shun all the vices, get rid of the things that lead us to sin. And come back to Allah Allah Ta'ala keep me also to talking and get us all. Allah Ta'ala keep all the Afiyah. Allah Ta'ala keep us with Afiyah in Deen, Afiyah in Dunya. Keep us dead from Iman. Take us from the Iman. Raise us from the perfect Iman. Together we're making an effort on our own Iman. We have to make an effort for the Iman of others as well. And together we're trying to better ourselves. We make dua for our brothers and sisters all the world. Wherever they are, whatever difficulties and hardships and suffering, and especially whatever is going on in Palestine, while we definitely would tear the heart of any movement, but at the same time we need to check our Iman as well. By means of our Amal, our being becoming the means of drawing down the wrath of Allah, 
excessive toba, excessive istighfar. That is the need of the time. Ourselves, our families, whoever we can, encourage a lot of minimum 300 times daily. Minimum 300 times daily istighfar, the more the better. Excessive guru and obviously fulfilling all the commands of Allah, 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 shunning sin, inshallah, this will bring the rahmat of Allah, 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 Allahumma <laughs>